Hello, everybody. Chef Marcus Giuliano here, and welcome to Chef on a Mission Radio, episode number 76. We're going to do a chicken buying guide today, Chicken 101, what to expect in your chicken. Uh, but before that, make sure you check out my restaurant, aromatimebistro.com, uh, T-H-Y-M-E, like the herb, aromatimebistro.com. Uh, we are in Ellenville, New York. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and you can also come in and grab a bite. Uh, from the table restaurant been open since 2003 here in the Hudson Valley. And if you ever want to travel to wine country in Italy, New York, or Mexico, Valle Guadalupe in Baja, uh, we have VIP winery vacations, vipwinerivacations.com. Lifetime memories are not optional. Basically, my wife and I, Jamie and I, take you to our friends' wineries throughout these amazing wine regions relationships that we've cultivated over many years of being in business, people that we love, people that we like, people's wine that we like, and we take you to um, their wineries. So go to vipwinerivacations.com, check out and see what's going on over there, check and see when our next trips are coming up. Um, so check all of that out. All right. So now, Chicken 101. There's a lot to know about chicken. And you go to buy chicken for uh, to eat for your family, for yourself. And I'm talking about going to the grocery store to buy raw chicken, not cooked chicken. So I want to decipher some of the terminology today and, and really what, what you can expect and how to buy a better quality chicken product. So first off, a lot of chicken says it's natural. Um, it says minimal processing, natural right on the box. When I buy it uh, for wholesale for the restaurant, comes in these 40 pound cases and it says natural on it. <laughs> Folks, it's far from natural, far from natural. It's a very confusing term that the food processing industry uses. They use the same, they, they, they get away with it on other things too. Like when you buy like pistachios, almonds, um, when, you, when you buy certain nuts, they like to put the word raw on it, the term raw raw almonds, raw cashews. And in a sense, it's not a raw product. It's actually a cooked product. It's pasteurized, um, steam pasteurized, cooked product, roasted. Uh, but when they, when they the term they're using for raw is simply that it's, there's no added flavors to it. It's basically in, in its, hopefully it's natural form, but it's still cooked and all that kind of stuff. And it's not raw. If you're a raw foodist, you're like, well, I want my food under 118 degrees. And I'm really a strict with that because I want the enzymes intact. So chicken's the same way. Chicken, they like to use the word natural. Natural means they really have, they have an added flavor enhancers seasoning to the chicken when it's processed. It still means it's soaked in chlorine. It still means it comes from chickens that are not free range, um, free roaming. It means the chickens still have hormones, still have antibiotics, still are not fed a great, a great diet but they yet to use the word natural on it. So the word folks natural means really nothing when it comes to, to food. It comes means nothing at all. You might want it to mean something. We might want it to mean something more than it is, but it's really nothing. So uh, that's the chicken part. Now, chicken, most chicken is soaked. It is soaked in either a flavor, a salt solution. It's all, all of it soaked in, in some kind of disinfectant. And I say all of it, most chicken is, is, is soaked in disinfectant because the way you raise chickens and the processed chickens in massive numbers, when it goes through these processing plants, it has to be um, cleaned, disinfected, sanitized. And they do that with chlorine, food grade chlorine. So they fill up these tanks with water, 
and the chickens get start getting processed and they get plunged um, in the meat gets plunged into this solution of food grade chlorine and the chicken gets to soak in that and they'll put thousands of chickens in each in each vat and let them soak in this and and and, and uh and disinfect sanitize if you didn't do this process chickens would be you'd have a lot more salmonella breakouts in chicken a lot more it's part of the chicken it's part of what's happening the way we process is unrealistic when we process that many chickens at one time uh, through these production facilities, so these massive production facilities, that's not the natural part. Uh, that causes a lot of cross-contamination. If one bird has salmonella, then all of a sudden thousands of birds are going to get it because you're going to put it actually on a table, cut it, cross-contaminate, knives, people touching it, all those things like that. So that's a normal part of the processing is chlorine. Now, if they're not soaking it, which most places do, because there's an advantage of soaking chicken. When you soak chicken, you gain weight. It plumps it. Some places are actually adding a salt solution and really plumping the bird so it gains a lot of weight, much more weight. So now, if it's a dollar a pound, let's say, there's only really eight-tenths of a pound in there, and the other 20% of it is salt water. And it's a very expensive salt water. And a lot of times, you can't tell when you go into the store when you're buying this, that it's plumped up. Now, I did a test a couple of years ago where I took chicken breast. I went to um, Restaurant Depot and bought, bought their cheap chicken breast. And I took this chicken breast, put it into pouches and sealed it airtight where there was no air in there. We have a professional vacuum sealer. And I took these chicken breasts and I dropped these, these pouches into a sous vide unit. A sous -vide. If you're not familiar with sous vide, sous vide is a way to cook things uh, at a very exact temperature in a water bath. And this is why you have to have a sealed bag to cook, cook what you're cooking in because you seal it off, you drop the pouches in and no water gets into the pouches. You have the meat in there or whatever you're cooking. You can do beets. You can do a bunch of things with sous vide. Uh, but mostly people do meats and they do it slow because you can get a really low temperature and control the cooking and not overcook it and get meat super tender like brisket. Now, I took the chicken, I dropped it in and picked it out after it was cooked at a low temperature, like 165. So it wasn't like it was overcooked. And, and when you do that, if you're grilling chicken on the grill, all that moisture goes off of it. Or if you're in an oven, all that moisture gets evaporated. You will never see the actual, you will never actually see the actual loss of liquid from it. It's actually going to be just disappears and disintegrates and or evaporates. But when you pouch it, and then you drop it and cook it, and then you pull it out, you'll see nothing is lost there. Nothing is lost at all. It's 100% still there. And it was shocking. I actually posted pictures on Facebook. It was actually shocking the amount of liquid that came off of chicken breasts. Like you're losing like 20, 30%. We, we had weighted and done, 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 done um, a yield test. We were down almost 30%. So a chicken breast that costs, cost, let's say a chicken breast costs $3 and you're losing 30% to water, that chicken breast is now $4. It's not a $3 pound chicken breast anymore. It's $4 pound chicken breast. Um, and sadly, this brine that they put in it, the solution they put into the chicken breast, the salt solution actually um, makes a chicken taste better. So most people think, don't even know what real chicken tastes like because they're eating this chicken at fast food and at all restaurants too are doing this, right? A lot of restaurants do this. And that's what the chicken tastes like. So then when all of a sudden you go and get a chicken at the farm, and you roast it off, and you're like, wow, this chicken's a little dry. It's a little leaner. It's dry. It must be a leaner chicken. No, it's just not plumped 
and brined with a salt solution. Um, so your taste buds have been fooled for many, many years. They've been doing this for many years. Do this with other things too. They do seafood as well. Uh, when you go to, if you're near a restaurant depot, folks, this is a great thing to do. Go in, go look at their frozen seafood and look at all the ingredients. Nine out of 10 seafood there is packed with water. And then there's a salt solution right behind it. It's a second ingredient. Um, and if you take, like, if you go buy their, their lemon sole, their sole, their flounder, and they're like these four ounce pieces and you roll them up and you bake them off, you'll see all the liquid come off of them from what they've been soaked in. And this is again, a very common practice. And chefs, since they're sensitive with price, chefs will not pay $4 a pound for chicken breasts. They wanna pay the $3 pound. They wanna pay the cheaper one. And they don't care if they lose yield. They don't care if they know that it's plumped up with something, they don't care. A chef and restaurant owners can't get past the fact that, hey, it's cheaper the price when you look at it on paper than actually when it yields out. And it's sad because there's a lot of, of funky stuff going in food and chefs just don't think about it like that. So that is soaked chicken, folks. That is soaked chicken. It has chlorine in it. Then it has a salt solution. Now, most chickens done like that. I don't say all, but most chicken. There's another type of chicken that is called an air chilled chicken. Air chilled chicken is exactly chilled by fans, cooling fans inside of a processing plant. Now, part of the reason you soak the chicken in the in the chlorine solution is because the cold, the solution is cold. It's a cold water bath with chlorine in it. So you drop the chicken in there and it chills it right away, which is safer because it gets chilled right away and water is a great um, conductor of heat or cold, right? So the water's cold, the chickens go in and it drops the temperature of the chicken, which makes it safer as well. So the air chill chickens are chickens that are now hung up, put fans on, and the fans are blown on these chickens, and you have to space them out and get high velocity fans to do this, high air movement to chill them down as quick as you possibly can. Now, those chickens are not soaked, so the true weight is the true weight. One pound is one pound, right? Except for the natural juice in the chicken. You're not being fooled or misled. Now, are those chickens still sprayed with chlorine? Yes, they are, because again, chlorine is part of the processing of large numbers. It's, 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 there's no way you can get around it. And even if you buy a certified organic bird, you go and buy what do you think is the best certified organic bird out there from the store, it's still being sprayed down with chlorine. You have to disinfect poultry. Now, there's one processor in there, it's called Murray's. Murray's does not use chlorine and nor do they use the air chill method. Murray's uses a method that's called electrolysis where they take extremely negative water. So if you have a water machine at home, a pH machine, a water ionizer, uh, Kangen's a popular line out there, Gold Fox, there's a lot of brands out there. They're all made in one plant in Korea, by the way, all the machines. Uh, if you want more information about water machines, uh, pH water machines, alkaline water machines, um, there's a lot of information out there. You go check out Bob McCauley. And he wrote the definitive book out there on the benefits of ionized water. So you take this extremely negative water and you soak the chicken in this water. This is what Murray's does. It's an, it's, if there's no chlorine, but it's a very negative water, which means that um, it's going to kill anything that, 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 that's on it. And why aren't more processing plants using this? I don't know. Um, there are some out there that are using it. Murray's is just one example I'm using because they're close to us here. So that's the good part, no chlorine, but it's still soaked in water and still going to gain weight, unfortunately. And you're now, like I said, you as a home consumer are never gonna see that because you're cooking it 
on the grill, you're cooking in the oven, you're cooking in a pan, and it's all just going to evaporate away, and you're not going to see it unless you pouch it and, and poach it, uh, sous vide it, then you'll see everything that runs off it. Now, um, there are chicken out there that's just soaked in chlorine or electrolysis that isn't plumped any further, but there's a lot of stuff that's plumped. And you'll see this on hams too. I mean, a lot of this stuff, they just add water weight to it. It's a water salt solution and they add it to it and you'll see, oh, you know, so much weight, so much water by volume in this product. So chlorine soaked chickens, electrolysis soaked chickens, much more natural. Um, and you can, if you, if you're concerned about your food at home and you have a, an ionizer, you would take negative water, the very negative charge, charge water, or the very highly acidic water. And then you'd soak your greens in it. You'd soak your produce in it, wash it really good after that. And then you take high alkaline water and then soak it in that afterwards and dry it off really well, spin it in a salad cooler or whatever. And the, the process of two negative, two extremes of acid and alkaline will actually kill and sanitize your greens and your produce. So that is the process behind that. And if there is an E. coli outbreak and you're really concerned about spinach and romaine and things like that, that's one of the processes you would do. Now, if you've ever read, read Helda Clark's book, um, she has a cancer research center uh, retreat in Mexico. Uh, she is a huge fan of using some type of chlorine on your food at home and this is a whole nother topic, folks, by the way, this whole nother topic, and I don't really mean to get into this, but she advocates taking Clorox brand, brand and taking the smallest amount you possibly can and drop only Clorox brand and dropping it into a big water tub and soaking your produce ahead of time and then washing it and drying it really well. And it's similar to what food grade chlorine is doing to chicken. So people say, oh my gosh, Marcus, I would never soak my, you know, bleach my food. Well, you're, you're, your chicken, a lot of your other stuff, it has already chlorine in it. And beef, cheap ground beef has ammonia in it to kill off um, any things that could be in the beef as far as, um, as far as E. coli and things like that. They're using ammonia in it. So beef has that in there and the cheap ammonia. That's the stuff that's going into the kids' school lunch program. That's the stuff that's going to the real cheap food out there. Folks, you get what you pay for. You 100% get what you pay for. So now if you're buying chicken that's truly air chilled, that's organic, you're now going to have a better yielding product. It's not going to shrink as much. So you're literally going to lose a lot yeah, less in, 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 in water and steam and, 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 and water cook-off and moisture cook-off. So you're actually paying less than you thought you were paying for the other one or the cost is, the cost is being reduced. So air-chilled chicken now you will not, you cannot assume that chicken is air chilled unless the package actually says air chilled chicken. They're proud of what they're doing and they're going to put it on the package. So here locally, LaBelle Farms, which does a, a hormone free antibiotic free and then a certified organic chicken, they do air chilled chicken. Bell and Evans is another producer that does air chilled. I'm not sure if all of their chickens are air chilled. You have to really look and make sure that you're reading the labels of them, but they will say air chilled. Now, honestly, if you want the best quality chicken, you'd contact your local farmer. Um, you go to the farmer's market, you call uh, contact the food hub, and you would buy something that is truly locally produced. And um, you can understand where it's coming from. The farmer will offer you a tour, hopefully of the farm, you can see 
One of the things that I have an issue with is how the chickens are fed, even though a lot of chickens are fed hormone free, I'm sorry, a, a, a vegetarian diet, they're eating either organic grains, um, non-GMO grains, or grains in general, that are probably rancid, they're rancified because the grains are so old, and they're not fresh. Chickens would really benefit a lot and you as a consumer health wise if the chicken was on grass pastures, eating what it's supposed to be eating not feeding not being supplemented a big corn uh, grain diet. And that is going to change the essential fatty acids of the protein and what you're consuming grass fed beef has five times more omega threes than grain fed beef. And as soon as you start feeding cattle grain, it starts changing that ratio. Um, it starts changing it from the first time it eats it until, you know, the, the feedlot beef is, you know, pumped for, gee, 90 days, 180 days in the feedlot, even more in the feedlot, and they're being fattened up by the grain. And the same thing with chickens, folks, that's what they're fed. That is exactly what they're being fed, and it's throwing off those ratios of the heart-healthy fatty acids, omega-3s. So if you could actually find a chicken that does, that is truly free roaming and eating grass and things like that. Um, definitely take advantage of that when you can keep extra in the freezer for stock up on and freeze it. If you can find even find something out there and even all the local farmers, a lot of the local farmers are feeding their chickens grain. In the summertime, a lot of them will be running through the pastures and maybe have some supplementation of grass. If you're buying from somebody like Joel Salatin in Virginia, well, they will not ship the products to you. You have to drive to and pick up at his farm. Um, he claims that he is a grass farmer and the animals do the rest, his hogs, his cattle and his chickens, they all do the rest he's there to raise grass, and the animals live in harmony, and um, really a high quality and there are other farmers out there doing what he's doing ranchers out there doing what he's doing producers, uh, but they're far in between. Uh, but there are more and more these days, because we're willing to pay and understand a lot of us are being educated about our food so that's the really good news. Bad news is. America is one of the cheapest countries when it comes to buying food. Uh, Pre-pandemic, of course, prices have gone up since the pandemic. But pre-pandemic, we would spend like six to seven percent um, of our income on food. Canada would spend more, a couple percentage more, and other countries would get up to twenty percent, thirty percent. And sure, their pay their pay wages have decreased, which is why their which is part of the reason why their food costs more in a percentage wise of their salary. But some countries folks would spend up to 30%. Imagine three out of every $10 you put into your bank account goes towards food or four out of every $10 goes towards food. We literally have a fraction of that, a fraction of a fraction of that going towards our food. And we're used to buying really cheap food. Our, the, the manufacturers are you just love making this cheap food in there. Folks, we're buying cheap food and they're making a ton of money on cheap food because they're producing it at a fraction of the cost that they're selling it for. And it's a shame when you can buy organic potatoes, um, you know, and they cost money, but then you can buy potato chips that are a lot more per pound for the potato and a lot more processing and a lot more chemicals and health damaging qualities of that. But it is just a shame we will spend money on potato chips, but we won't really want to spend money on wholesome organic yams and organic Yukon potatoes and things like that. Um, we're stuck on this convenience food and uh, salty, fatty, sugary foods. Very, very addictive. So back to the chicken. Um, I think I pretty much covered everything here. If you if you see the term free roaming, USDA free roaming, that just means the chickens are allowed to run around in a barn. 
doesn't mean they're allowed to be outside in pastures. They're allowed to run around the inside of a barn on a concrete slab for so many minutes a day. I'm not even sure if it's hours a day, but so many minutes a day, they can actually run around and, and, um, and uh, then go back into the cages. If you own chickens at home, you understand that chickens are very social. Uh, they're very social animals. They um, love to dig. They love to um, run around a yard. They'll eat ticks. They'll eat a bunch of things. You can literally shred up all your extra vegetables, compost, and they will be very, very happy eating all of that. And they look forward to eating that, whether it's shredded up pineapples or, or shredded up uh, broccoli. We had a case of broccoli that came in here that was bad uh, two weeks ago. And I actually ran it through the food processor and shredded it up and took it to our daughter's chickens, the Courtney's chickens, and they loved it. There was a big bus tub of a big box of just shredded yellow broccoli, and um, they loved it. They ate it all. And if you're a restaurant owner, you can actually save all your scraps and compost like we do. And a chicken farmer, pig farmer will pick that up and feed their chickens. So you'll be helping out. You'll be helping tremendously a local farmer if you're a restaurant restaurateur and you do some kind of program like that. So again, because they're buying rancid grains to feed these chickens. Uh, so it's not even the fact that it's rancid. It's just a it's grain. It's grain that's going into the diet of the chicken, which is not natural at all. So, but it's one of those things where that's really what's on the market. So buy the best chicken. Hopefully this helps you buy the best chicken product out there, the best poultry. And if you want to experiment with other, with other birds like squab, um, pheasant, things like that, quail, that's a whole nother world of flavors and um, really, really good stuff. And not quite as modified as chickens. If you're going to the store to buy run-of-the-mill chickens, folks, these chickens have been have been genetically um, bred. They've been bred so they're they get fat bigger and they can't move and they get fat. Uh, if you're buying something like quail, quail that's not done with quail. It's not done with pheasant. It's not done with squab. It's not done with with things with things like that. Those are more of the heirloom varietals, and of course, there's heirloom varietals of, of chicken as well. And a lot of people will uh, be uh, a lot of small farmers or farmers that are getting that are that are feel good about what they're doing, doing good high quality stuff. Will be raising a specific type of breed, an heirloom breed, and those are different than the mass produced things, mass produced breads. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate the support. Thanks for listening to Chef on a Mission Radio. That was episode number 76. Download it, share it, um, like it, drop a comment. And um, again, check out my restaurant, Aromatime Bistro, uh, T-H-Y-M-E, bistro.com. We are in Ellenville, New York. And then check out VIP Winery Vacations. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Come in and see us. And if you ever want to travel to wine country, look up vipwinerevacations.com. We can either set you up with a, a, a private trip in wine country in Italy, or uh, if you jump on board one of our trips, they are amazing. Jamie and I will take you to our friends' wineries and roll out the red carpet for you. You will be a true VIP uh, at these wineries. And again, folks, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate the support, and we'll talk to you soon.